Hey, good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC, where we discuss all the current market trends and the important topics that you need to know before you buy, sell, or refinance your home. I'm your host, Michael Thayer with Waterstone Mortgage. I'm MLS licensed, and my license number is 173264. Joining me in studio this morning, we have Mr. David Owen from Orca Building Group. How are you doing, man? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I'm outstanding. And we also have Miss Erin Kruger from the Synergy Realty Realty Network. And why are you looking at me that way? You give me that little stink guy. I was just get I was just testing you to see if you could oh, say it correctly. Dude, this and is gonna did. be this is gonna you be passed. a funky show, man. She's <laughs> over there ready to go, man. But no, these are two excellent people that you guys need to know. And all of their contact information is going to be on the website at moneymanmike.net or on Facebook at Money Man Mike Radio. So you'll be able to reach out to David and reach out to Aaron because they are a wealth of knowledge and people you need to know. So, David, let's start with you real quick. First time on the show. What's How long have you been in the business? What you been doing? You know, what got you into the business? Well, actually, I just started this about four years ago. Um, I kind of got into it by accident. Um, I was full-time in the military, and and I saw something on Facebook about flipping homes. And yeah. I was like, man, that'd be cool. Let me try that. <laughs> it's fun. And uh, and so I kind of... I kind of jumped right into it. I had no idea what the market was. Didn't know anything about anything. Um, I had this uh, this lady that my, uh, my my son played travel ball with, um, her son, and she had uh, several rental properties. Right. And uh, and she knew I was I was talking to her about it, and she was trying to get me to, you know, come in. She was trying to get rid of her, what she had. Basically, right. it was just going to unload. And and we uh, we ended up working out a partnership and. Uh, we started one house at a time and, and started flipping her houses and making pretty good money. And one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. We met some builders, and uh, um, it was my brother and I who started that company with, with and partnered with her. And then we met some builders, and um, we ended up uh, creating a partnership with them. And we did a uh, our first new construction house over in Sylvan Park. Um, it was really easy, the process. And so I thought, hey, there's a way to make a business out of this and right. so we ended up partnering with the builders and starting orca building group in cool. 2016 so been going strong going ever since. strong ever since yeah yeah I mean, that's aaron i mean you 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 and i i think started in similar ways where you just you just somehow get into the business and everyone has their own different reasons on why they get into the business but then once you're in it it's like i know for me i went through the whole downturn with um the housing collapse I was thinking about getting out because everything felt like a new day. Rules were changing. Sure. What I knew was, you know, the way I could close a loan alone yesterday. Now today, that rule no longer applies, or now it's got to ditch all these additional rules. But for you as a realtor, how long have you been in the business? Because you've seen a lot of crazy swings as well with everything that's been going on. I have. I've been an agent for about, gosh. Mm, just over 12 years. Right. So I got in before the recession. Good. And Good and it, bad. And hit it strong. Yep. With selling houses. And then I remember the moment the recession hit. Mm-hmm. And that was a change, <laughs> right? We all remember that time. But we, yes, we, we all pushed through. We made it through. And I think we're a lot stronger uh, because of it. And, and today, you know, I have a large team. Yeah. And we have about six licensed agents, Good. two admin on our team. And we sell about, we'll sell over 400 properties this year. That's so strong. Um, multiple closings a day. That's we love our buyers fun. and sellers, and um, we just love what we do. You know, I don't know who was smarter, 
you and I about getting into business when we did, or David by waiting to the whole housing collapse happened and coming in at the end. Because I mean, that was an excellent time to start up with what you were doing. The wholesale and flipping and you buying all the stuff at the low prices. There was no strategy behind when I started it. <laughs> um, I love the candidness. Like I said, I, I was... You got to start somewhere. I never saw the housing crisis. I was in the military, so I was kind of taken care of. Right. Um, I, you know, a lot of that was kind of... I knew it was going on, but it was kind of oblivious to me. And so I didn't, you know, I didn't plan to get into this once it mm-hmm. the market got better. Like I said, it was it was... I kind of fell into it by accident and um, just fell in love with it, and, and it's just been going great ever since. You know, I think that's a key thing because the people that just somehow stumbled into the business, they have such a strong passion for it, and those are the ones that are able to weather these crazy trends that we see that come from time to time, and yet the people that get into the business just because they think it's easy or it's quick and easy money and stuff like that, they're in it for the wrong reason. Well, they won't last long. No. I mean, I think the people that really have that passion, that drive, I mean, I love real estate. My husband jokes that when we're driving down the road, I'm kind of like a squirrel <laughs> because I'm looking at all of the homes that. and the architecture and yeah. whose for sale sign is there. And I just love what I do. But most of all, it's about the clients. Yes. You are a part of sometimes their biggest financial mm-hmm. decision. And I take that very serious. Yeah. If a seller can sell for $5,000 more, I want to do it. Right. I want to knock it out of the park for them. Yeah. I want to be their agent for all their brother, sister, cousins down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's by you know top customer service that allows you to build your business. Yeah, and that's another thing you just touched on there. I mean, if you, you've got somebody that does the business the right way, like these three guys or us three people. You, we're doing it for what is your best interest. And Andrew Brewer's on the show today, and nor is Chris, but they would tell you, I will flat say no to a client or I'll, I won't work with a client if they're not willing to understand or listen to what we're trying to steer them down or trying to coach them down the right path and say, you know what, that's too much house. Or, no, you don't need to do this now. Or, hey, you need to do this. Or, hey, that's not a smart decision from that point of view. Because we're taking more of a financial advisor point of, uh, of view with them. And just like for you, if your sellers want to sell the house for more and you can get it, the comp support it, you're going to go work your butt off for the sellers and vice versa. you got that client that's trying to buy a house and everyone said, ah, they can't do it. You can't do it. And you're like, no, we're going to find it. You're going to find that house, you're going to give them the contract, and you're going to make them the most happy couple that there's possibly going to be. Well, it starts with communicating. Mm-hmm. And, it, and for us, on my team, we're going to sit down with you. We're going to you know, have that console, and we're going to talk about what we're looking for. What is our ultimate goal? And then yeah. we're going to get a plan, and we're going to go get it. Absolutely, man. Hey, we got to jump out to a break here in a second, but when we come back, we're going to pick up with David uh, and Orca Building Group, and we're going to talk about a little bit what Orca Building does, because you guys have got some pretty killer projects, and you guys have done some awesome houses around Nashville that people really don't probably realize who you are, but flying on the radar is not necessarily a bad thing either. No, not at all. No, but uh, when we get back, we're going to pick up on that, and then we're going to get into talking about when is it the right time to sell your home? How do you know when you should or should not sell your home? So you've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. I'm your host, Michael Thayer, and in studio this morning, we have Mr. David Owen from Orca Building Group, and we have Aaron Kruger from Synergy Realty Network. I'm going to tongue twist that one at some point, so I'm going to apologize in advance. But in any event, during our last show, I mean, last segment, we're talking about Orca. How did Orca come about? Because Honestly, until I started doing business with you guys, I never heard of Orca. But then I saw some of the houses you guys build, and I was like, holy cow, why have I not heard about Orca? Because the property you guys did recently on Monroe Monroe Street or wherever mm-hmm. it was, that was phenomenal. And you guys just built that house, like, just seemed like a Lego set, just like boom, 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 and it was just tripped out. And I mean, it was, it was cool. That was a slick house. So... Who is Orca? Why did Orca come about, and why do you love building houses? Well, uh, Orca is actually it's it's a company. It's my brother, myself, and uh, and one of our other partners. And like I said earlier, I have not. I've I just got in this. I didn't know anything about building. Um, I still don't know a whole lot about building itself. <laughs> however, you know a lot more than you lean on to. One of the things that um, has I think help with the success is the right people around us. You yeah. know, like I said, my partner, uh, Gary, he's been building houses. Um, you know, I joke around a lot and I say he's, you know, he helped build the pyramids. Uh, <laughs> he has been building houses a long time and, and he's not only good, at, a good builder, but he's, you know, he's, he's so intelligent. Um, you know, he's more than just a, a guy swinging a hammer, he, he knows the science behind everything. And, you know, I can take him out to a piece of land and he can look around and, you know, we're trying to figure out what, what's, what to do out here. And, and I see it, I can tell you the difference between a Christmas tree and a, and a piece of grass, but he can look <laughs> at all the trees and tell you what's underneath yeah. the, the ground based off the trees there. The dude's very smart. Uh, so he's been, you know, w- without him, we would not be building houses. I guarantee it. Um, and it's not just, uh, you know, everything that orca has you know we got engineers architects we've got little lenders we got yourself and and uh, of course our agents like you know we, we've got the best people around us you know we got aaron Kruger and her team and uh you know we these are the people that really make us the the success that we've had so yeah i mean that's I think you're spot on with the team of assembling and Aaron, you touched on this as well. I mean, surrounding yourself with like-minded, successful, entrepreneurial, good, strong people that know what they do and they do it very, very well. And, you know, we've walked some some lots with Gary and, oh, my, we're sitting there. And I hope Gary doesn't think this is poking fun at him. But but he was sitting there. He's pointing out these trees. And David and I looked at each other like – what in the world is he talking about? And then he says, you know, that one right there, that's an oak. It's da-da-da-da. You can do this, da 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 And it's just like, dude, we're going to start calling him Google. Yeah. I mean, he is just a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. I mean, instead of, hey, Gary, hey, Google. What was he? that one he was talking about? Um, Some uh, oak tree about how you could do this with this, and you split it, you, you split it in with the refining. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, it was. it blew my mind. He is the Yoda of building. Yeah. He's really good. He is. And insanely intelligent. Love Gary. He's good. Gary is an awesome <laughs> dude. So you've got a passion behind it. I mean, is it similar to like Aaron and I, where we just love just watching that homeowner get those keys? I think and- um, I think my passion is the people and and being able to bring it all together. Um, you know, 
finding the right people. And I love to orchestrate the whole, just everything about it from the, the, the uh, you know, whether it's an investor wanting us to build some homes for them to sell and, and, and out here in East Nashville, West Nashville, whatever, or it's a home buyer wants to us to build a home for them. You know, it starts with, it starts with them and just, uh, you know, helping them get through the whole process, having the right people, you know, the, like I said, the, our engineers and architects, whoever we've got to have, making sure we get the right people and, and just being able to orchestrate the whole thing from, from start to finish. It's, it's a good feeling. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, this ain't, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. You know, I made it sound easy earlier when I said, um, you know, I just fell in this by accident. <laughs> um, I did, but you know, that's also a hundred and hours worth of week work right. every week you know it's it's not easy it's but it's it's a passion that i have i really enjoy it and david is great at looking at a project and saying to somebody don't do it right you know and i love that mm-hmm. i mean to have people on your team that care about the person in front of them to say, you know what, this isn't going to be good for you, Right. Um, I think is is the key to a successful partnership. Yeah. And the other thing I want to add about David and with working with you guys is David is, you know, in our business, as far as just the entire real estate, you know, industry as a whole, you can talk to some lenders, you can talk to some realtors, you can talk to some builders and it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like you can't connect with them, or they can't see your vision, or they don't—they don't really understand what you want. But what I love about David is you can tell him, "Hey, this is what I want," or "This is what I want to do," and he's just like a kid in a candy store, and he gets just as energetic about it. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and he's like doing this, looking that, and it's like he—he can help connect and get your vision on paper with Gary and the team, and then Gary and the team actually make it come to life. And I mean, I'm not a realtor. I'm not a builder. I can do some dangerous things on the weekend, but yet I can't do the stuff that you guys do. And like I said, that one property in Monroe was just, I love that one. So hats off to you guys and your vision and the whole team, man. Appreciate it. So when does somebody know when it's the right time to sell or buy? Because... We're sitting here talking about let's go build a house, let's go sell a house and all that stuff. But for the average consumer, like yourself, Jimmy, when do you know when you're ready to get back in the market? You've got a unique situation from the the Georgia Georgia property, but how does yeah, because know? Uh, because David, you got in after the recession. I bought my house just a few months before. Oh yeah, oh. he he had a fun time in Georgia. Yeah, well, why don't I, you tell that story real quick? Okay, well, it was uh, it was like August of '07, and I bought a house and actually got the uh, sellers to pay for closing. So I thought I was doing something. Like uh, small house, uh, about seventy five miles south of uh, Atlanta, in a town called Macon, and I paid ninety five, which is what their asking price was. And then fast forward to 2015 after I moved back here and decided to sell it, and I was able to uh, let it go for fifty eight thousand. Oof. So I took a huge bath, and everybody says, oh, you're silly if you're renting. And I'm like, okay, I get that, but I just happened to get, like, the perfect storm mm-hmm. of, you know, bad economy, housing market slump, and then it just, you know, it took a bite out of me because I lost about about thirty seven grand. you are like, well, you did live in the house for six months or six years. And I'm like, yeah, but I could have had, like, this palatial, nicest apartment in the city for that price and not have to worry about the upkeep. Yeah. So, but luckily, my situation is a very small percentage, especially now that it's better. Yeah, and you know, you've got a unique perspective because you got hit during the housing crisis. Not everybody did. I mean, 
well, let's say everybody did in some regard with equity position and stuff like that, but you really took it on the chin. So you're a little bit of the extreme on one side, but how do you know when the time's right? Because you hear all this crap in the media and you hear all this stuff you know, the news, you read it in the paper, you read it online. And, you know, we, we sit here and recite all these facts all the time. And we try to really bring it down and break it down to an elementary level. Because trust me, if we try to, I mean, you you can you can overcomplicate this business so quickly. I think, first of all, you have to be comfortable with it. You can't yes. let somebody just, you know, pressure you into it. Going, oh, the rates are going up. You got to do it now. Or, or you know, do you, you really want to pay PMI? You better put down 20%. You know, so it, you've got to be comfortable with it or it's not going to work. No, and, and that's it. And, and that's what I love doing is talking to people and taking all this real estate jargon. And I like we talked about earlier, NAR, National Association of Realtors. You know, what does that really mean to a consumer? Why do they care? You know, so let's not inundate people with a bunch of stuff. So I want to get y'all's opinion on this when we come back from the break of why or how a consumer should know when they should or should not buy from a realtor's point of view. Same thing from David, from a builder's point of view. When when's the right time for somebody to come look at one of your products? Because there's different things about existing construction and new construction that people don't necessarily understand, especially in this market. So we'll jump into that when we get back. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC. We talk all things real estate. I'm your host, Michael Thayer, and in studio we have David Owen from Orca Building Group and then Aaron Kruger with Synergy Realty Network. And, you know, so many people think it's such an easy answer to come up with. When's the right time for me to buy or sell a home? And, you know, there's the whole thing of, all right, I've got to sell my house and then I've got to buy a house. I've got to get pre-approved for a mortgage. Then I've got to get closed. I've got to fill out all this paperwork. And it's just like it starts to become a, a, a snowball that just starts to get rolling and going down the hill. And now it, in your mind, you make it seem like it's this enormous, gigantic problem. In reality, it's simple. I mean, it's really so Simple, And if you look at it from that point of view and compartmentalize it and do things in chunks and work with the right people, they can make it a whole lot easier. So from the financing point of view, you know, a lot of people get hung up on, you know, you've got to have 20 percent down. Well, that's just wrong. You can get finance with zero down. Many different ways to get 100 percent financing these days. And then a lot of people think from a credit score point of view. They've got to have a 740, 750, 760, 780. Some people throw out, i got to have an 800 score. (laughs) I mean, I can tell you there's been maybe 10 times in the last 15 years of doing this where I saw somebody have 800 scores all the way across. 10 times. But yet that's the stigma. Oh, i got to have a high 700, low 800 score. That's not true. I mean, it's just not true. And then, Aaron, from your point of view, you know, I know you see it – from working with the sellers when they're trying to figure out, is now the time to buy or now the time to sell? And then what's it look like if I'm going to be a buyer? Because typically, if you're going to sell, you're going to be moving up, moving down or relocating, doing something. So what's your perspective from you know the homeowner's point of view? 
Well, I think it's just sitting down and, and talking about the options. Yeah. We need to see how much equity is in the house. What do we need to do to the house to get it show ready okay. and to get it on the MLS? And sometimes this sits, you know, we have to sit down and have a meeting and we won't go on the market for another couple months because it takes time to get the house ready. Right. And in that time period, they're working with you. Mm-hmm. They're getting pre-approved. They can find out how much they can afford on their next purchase. Correct. And then we work to sell their home and find a home where it can be seamless. Right, right. Uh, but you need to pair yourself with a great agent yes. and a great lender, and that's where uh, magic can happen. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people, they hear in the news, houses are flying off the market. You know, or we don't have enough inventory, which this it's true. We do. We still have a shortage in inventory. But yet, different price points in the market have different days on market. You Absolutely. Know, the lower end price range, 225 250 and less, that's an instant bidding war. And to try to get into that is is hard. But then you get into the million-dollar houses, and you've got the houses in between as well. As you step up, you get a different kind of waiting period. you got a different kind of buyer. You got, I mean, everything just changes. And how do you educate your your clients on what their anticipation should be, should be from, all right, we're going to start this process today, and I may be homeless in two weeks from now, and how are we going to close on my new home before I'm truly, truly homeless. Well, the first thing I tell them is they're not going to be homeless. We are, we are going to have a plan in place because I always say, well, what happens if your house sells in the first weekend? Yeah. And then they look at me with their big eyes. <laughs> Deer in the head, like, look, what? So let's talk about that. Right. And we kind of strategize because say their house is going on the market at $250,000. Mm-hmm. It's a seller's market. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of foot traffic. There might be a lot of offers on this property. The seller is in control. Exactly. And so we can put terms in place where it's occupancy after the fact, where the proceeds from the sale are sitting in an account ready for their purchase. Right. So there's things that we can work on. So I think it's just about having a plan. Um, my job is to educate and be an advocate for my clients, whether you're a buyer or you're a seller. And it just starts with sitting down. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what needs painted. If we need to stage the home, we're going to stage it because how you live in a home and how you sell it are two, two different, different things. things. Yep. So we talk about that. And then we make it happen. Yeah. So don't be offended if you're talking to Aaron or some other realtor and they tell you to declutter your house. The way you want all your little knickknacks out, that might be perfect for you and the family. But it's not perfect for when you're trying to show your house. That's right. I have a a three-item rule. So if you look at your kitchen countertop, pick your three favorite things. Everything else goes underneath or in the pantry. (laughs) And so if you use that for every surface, your bathroom counters, your Mm -hmm. coffee table, whatever, you'll be amazed with (laughs) just that alone, what that will do for your surfaces. Because I'm selling countertops, y'all. Let's do this. Exactly. What sells a kitchen? Countertops and appliances. Absolutely. So if you get them all covered up and you can't see them, eh, you're taken away from it. So you've got that buyer, other than just saying, hey, the seller's in control, because this is the biggest thing I hear people talk about. And we're going to kind of transition this over to David in a minute with new construction. But when you're selling an existing home, there's so much fear about you're going to be homeless and that you've got to take that offer that's coming in. But yet... How do you, I mean, other than just saying, hey, you're in control, how do you coach and get that buyer to understand we don't have to take that first offer that comes in? We don't have to take that low ball. We don't feel like, you know, you got to jump at the first thing that's offered to you. How do you, how do you kind of 
walk them through that, especially when you get price differences and stuff like that going on? Well, I think that that comes from the beginning. We're going to run comparables, and that's going to be homes that are right around their neighborhood that have sold in the similar square footage, okay. finish level. So they're going to know what their house is worth. Uh, when Even if it's at a 250 level or a $500,000 level, you may get some lowball offers. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. There's investors that are out there every day. I mean, day. David even said he that's was in the flipping start. game in, in the beginning. <laughs> so, you know, there'll always be those cash lowball deals. And for some people, that's a great fit. Right. It just, we only need to impress one person, mm-hmm. but we need to impress the right, right person, person. Right? Who's going to qualify and get to the closing table. So I think that's the most important thing. Everyone thinks getting that price, the highest price, is the best way to get the the deal done. And that's not it. The terms, the closing date, Mm -hmm. all of that type of stuff is so critically important, especially in the seller's eyes. If they know that they can stay and rent back for a dollar a day or whatever is negotiated, that is worth thousands to them. It's, you know, they don't have to move twice. It's it's a great savings there for them. Last question for you, Aaron, of you've got somebody that you're starting to work with and they think their home is worth, let's say, 50 grand more than what the comp's show. And we're all very proud of our homes and our properties and we think ours is the best. Absolutely. Which, nothing wrong with that. But how do you how do you talk them down into reality of saying, okay, yeah, I know you realize or you believe that your house is worth this, but it's really fifty grand over where it needs to be and here's why. How do you how do you educate them on that? Well I just spoke about comparable. So I think number one is showing them what other homes are are selling at. But it's not only just the grid of looking at the numbers and saying, Okay, yeah, this is where I need to be priced. It's looking mm-hmm. at the pictures of these homes. Yeah. And and walking through their kitchen. You know, do you have this or do you have white do you have stainless steel? Uh, appliances, or do you have white appliances? Mm-hmm. You know, and then they go, "Oh, okay, I get that." But what if I put in stainless steel? Okay, well now you're talking, and right. this is, these are things that we can go through the house, and we can help you know get closer to their number. But at the end of the day, as an agent, we would be not doing our ethical duty to the seller if we did not say, "This is where your house is." Priced at, yeah, and this is where from. it's going to be sold. Yeah, and we can, and that's what our job is. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if the seller isn't on board, it's not a good fit too, because I want to be able to sell the home, and they want to be ultimately able to sell. Absolutely, long days on market doesn't do anybody any good because our buyers are critical mm-hmm. and they're going to say, what's wrong with that house? Exactly. And that's not good. No. So we it's really like need to hit it out of the park day number one. Yeah. And that's by you know strategizing what can we change to push up the price, Mm -hmm. and let's be on point with the price. We don't want to run into appraisal issues down the road. No, and and that's spot on. And uh, the whole days on market, I mean, if it's been sitting there for 100, 200, 300 days, why has it been there that long? I mean, that's that's a natural question. Why has it been there that long? You know, and, and, you know, the comps, the comparables, everybody always says, well, the house down the road sold for this. Well, you don't know what the countertops, you know, condition of the countertops, what kind of bathroom remodeling they've done or have not done, if it's the original equipment or not, you know. Or the amazing outdoor space that they Yeah, have. yeah. So yeah. it's all different. And that's one thing we're going to get into when we come over to David at the, at the next segment here is because when you go out and you build a new house, everything's new. So now you don't have this comparable that's necessarily 20 years dated. You're now looking at all new houses. It's a little bit easier to compare, but we're going to talk about it because it's not that easy as well, but we'll make it easy for you. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio uh, 98.3 and 1510 WAC. We'll be right back.
Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 98.3 and 1510 WLAC. We talk all things real estate. I'm your host, Michael Thayer with Waterstone Mortgage. In studio, we have David Owen with Orca Builders, and we have Aaron Kruger from Synergy uh, Network. Oh, my God, I don't have my notes. Synergy Realty I told you I was going to do it. (laughs) I apologized in advance. But in any event, sorry for that. Now, let's say you're out looking to buy a new home. And we were talking before uh, during the break real quick um, about people, not just consumers, but even like even our own family members that we talk with every day. You know, David, Aaron, myself. And it's like, I would like to buy this house. Well, why don't you? Well, I can't. Well, why can't you? And I want to turn that over to David real quick because he had a similar conversation with his mom recently. And it just 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 tell the story real quick and we're going to come back to it. Yeah, actually, uh, my mom was renting a house out in Gallatin, and the house was uh, the the landlord was about to sell it, and she was we was talking about it, and she said that you know she wishes she could buy the house, and I was like, well, why don't you? And uh, she said, well, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll I can't get approved for a house. I'm you know, I'll never you know, I just I just won't be able to do it. I said, well, what's your uh, what's your you, you know your credit score by any chance? She said, yeah, it's an eight thirty. And so I'm thinking, okay, that's not your credit score. What, what, you know, I was trying to explain to her what a credit score was. She said, you no, didn't I'm telling her. You mom? Yeah. So she sent me her, her uh, I've never seen an 830 credit score. <laughs> it's so true. Common. She sends me her uh, credit report, and sure enough, it was an 830. And I was like, why can't you buy a house, you know? And uh, she said, well, I'm too old. <laughs> and But she's not. She's, it doesn't matter what know. age you are. You can't discriminate because of age. But... Uh, you know, you're talking about the myths holding buyers back. It's also the uh, people are just uneducated on mm-hmm. a lot of things uh, as far as, you know, they think, like you said, you got to have a, a 780 score or you got to have all this money down or and you, you got to be a certain age. Whatever reason is holding people back, it's there's a lot of education that that could be out there that is not out there. And it's hard to educate everybody, of course. But yeah. Figure that out. Then we well, we have people that. that call us and they're not ready to buy a home right now, but we're going to pair them with you know an amazing lender like you, and they're go- and you're going to be talking with them right. on steps to repair their credit or right. get ready. In six months, you better believe they're ready. I'm ready to show property, and so are they. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's all about a plan. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, coming back to where we were before about. You know, when do you know when it's buy to buy or sell a home? And then, you know, we were starting to segue into new construction and comps and all that good stuff. So, new construction, what what is the mindset that a borrower needs to have when they're going to come in and build? Not, not pick out a spec home. And we want to talk about what a spec home is real quick. But build. What? How do you coach them, David, through that whole process when you first meet with them and you go over everything? Um, that's a good question. In fact, we do this a lot. Um, coming into this, uh, the, it, you know, there, it's not people don't realize the process sometimes that goes into this, and not only the process but the cost of building. You know, you know, we're in a, a great market right now, so that means that our cost to do anything is higher than it would normally be. Right. Um, but you know, as far as you know, we 
we can we can have a house that we've built a hundred times and we know what it costs to build it or we can look at what you want us to build or we can help you come up with something to build um, and we can say all right to build this house it's going to cost a certain amount of money but that doesn't include now you know do you have the land to build on what's the land cost what's the what's it going to take to get that land ready to build um, where's your closest sewer and water mm-hmm. where's that stuff located at um, can it will it perk if we got to use septic there's a lot of stuff that goes into this um, you know we have a lot of experience with it so we we can make it the process very simple but there's still as a as most buyers who don't do this for a living they don't understand the the process in this right uh, and, and what all really goes into it Um I mean, there's, I can speak from my own personal experience where, you know, we're looking to find some lots to, to build and stuff like that on. And, I mean, I've been in the business for 15 years. Yeah. And I coach and prepare people for the anxiety and the frustration and everything. And no matter how much we plan for something, something's going to go wrong. You know, we can have everything yes. covered. Something's going to go wrong that's going to screw things up. But, hey, if you've got everything else covered, that one little blow up is not going to be that big of a deal typically. You'll be able to sail right through it. You'll laugh about it after the fact. But I say that because, you know, we've walked property and, you know, being in this business for 15 years, I look at all this and I'm going, holy crap. We got to go through this, 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 this. I mean, it's it's a two-page list of crap. You know, the crap, I refer to it as crap. It's serious stuff that we have to deal with as professionals. But from a consumer's point of view, What's your survey elevation? Do you have to worry about this? Do you have to worry about storm drains? Do you have to worry about, you know, you have in, impact zones? I mean, zoning. I mean, there's all this stuff you can get into, but that's why you need to work with somebody like David that just looks at it and goes, yeah, that's easy stuff. That's just child's play. We do that every day. It makes it look easy. I mean, that's what you guys really do. Yeah. You, I mean, you make it look like, all right, no big deal. It's building a bunch of Legos. Boom, there's your house. Right. I mean, and, and that's the kind of people you need to be working with. Well, I mean, we do this every day, you know, if, if I couldn't do your job, like you said earlier. <laughs> I'd be lost. I couldn't help people out at all. Come on, you know, one and one is three. Way. But uh, and the building process can be stressful for the consumer. It very, can be. Very. And I mean, I just went through a custom build <laughs> this summer and closed finally. And it, you know, it did try my patience. But mm-hmm. at the end, I have a beautiful home. I think the thing that everybody has to know if you do go into the custom build is that builders are human. Yep. I always say the true measure of a great builder is when things do go wrong, because sometimes they can, mm-hmm. how they correct it and make it right. That's and that's the true measure. That's really more of a life lesson there. I mean, yeah. that, that applies for everything. Absolutely. How you respond to adversity. Absolutely. Because things are going to go wrong, It's just like mm-hmm. you said, and you just need to know how to pivot. Yep. And if you really you know, interview these builders ahead of time, if you're going to go do this, and you have a relationship, and they can really see the vision of what you want, yeah. then you're, you're in good hands. Yeah. And, and one thing I want to point out that you just said, which was the same as I, You've been in the business for how many years again? Twelve. Twelve. So we've got 28 years of experience combined, and we both had the same opinion. It frustrated us. Mm -hmm. We know what to expect as professionals dealing with this every single day. Mm -hmm. So that's why when we're coaching you and talking to you, hey, this is what could happen. This is what might happen. This is a possibility. We're trying to paint out, okay, here's the roadmap. Here's the potential pitfalls. These are no big deal right here. You just We're just going to jump right over them, and we're going to keep on moving. Don't sweat the small stuff. 
And typically in the building process, it's all small stuff. David will get the house built. Yeah, it's raining for a month. David will get the house built because they have time built in for rain, correct? Correct. So it's not that big of a deal. But yet we're emotionally attached and involved with it, so it's very – very hard for us to disconnect from it. Right. And if you don't have the wherewithal to go through a build and go through months and months, there's some gorgeous other products <laughs> that is ready to go in Middle Tennessee. So you can still pick out your countertops yep. and maybe your backsplash and um, kind of only spend the last three months preparing yeah. for clothes instead of a whole year or eight months or depending on six months how big your house is. To, and that's, that's really it in a nutshell on do you, do you really want to buy a house, an existing house, and maybe remodel it to make it the way you want your dream house to be? Or do you want to go through that six, seven, eight, ten-month process, depending on how big of a house you're building, and, you know, you're looking at 90 days max versus nine to ten months? Yeah. What, what's, what's your appetite? What do you want to do? And another thing, whether you're wanting to do a custom home or if you're wanting to build specs and sell them as uh, investments or, or build rental homes – um, you know, in these markets, you know, meet your builders, get to know your builders, um, check them out, vet them, look at their product, talk mm-hmm. to people that's worked with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to, I mean, it, this is, it's, you're not going to a store and buying something. This is a, a process that takes several months to get from one end to the other, depending on what you want. It could take many, many months, you know, six months to a year, depending on what you want to do. Uh, make sure just, I mean, you're, you're getting into a relationship, so make sure it's a good one. Make sure you're, you know, you, somebody that's got their systems and, uh, and have a good reputation for doing what they're doing. Yeah. I, I, I echo that hundred percent. And then, you know, a lot of people think, all right, when the house gets built, do I need to get a home inspection like I normally would with an existing house? And what's your answer on that, David? Absolutely. And why? Um, one, it's going to make you feel better as the buyer. Yeah. And uh, look, like Aaron said, everybody make we're all human. We can make mistakes. Um, you know, every, everything we do is subbed out, and 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 uh, you know, we we do a lot, we build a lot of homes, and, and we may leave something out on accident. So it's always good to have somebody check up to make sure mm-hmm. that we're uh, delivering the quality that we promised you in the beginning. Yeah, and you know, and sometimes there might be something that. You know, it, the the surprises can sneak up on all of us. Mm-hmm. No matter how well prepared or how much planning we put into something, you still have something that comes up. And to have that third set of eyes, that fourth set of eyes, maybe it's the 50th set of eyes to come in and just look it all over one good time and say, okay, yeah, this is a very well-built house. Or, hey, what about this or fix this or correct that? You'd much rather know about that stuff and get it addressed prior to moving in Absolutely. versus having to come back in. And now you got all your stuff in. Now you're working around schedules to get things, re, you know, whatever the problem is corrected. I mean, it's just it's not the way you want that to go. Well, not only do you want to have an inspection before you make the purchase, but you're going to have a warranty. Mm-hmm. And right before your one year, bring that inspector back. Absolutely. The house is now settled. Some things, the systems have all run a full cycle. Now have them come back and have the builder fix some things right before the end of the warranty. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an excellent point. And, and it's, you're going to have nail pops. You're going to have things that crack. I mean, the house is going to settle and you'll want to have time to get that stuff fixed and take advantage of getting it fixed Absolutely. with that home warranty. Well, we are out of time, and Jimmy has given us the, you got to go, don't have to go home, but you got to go look from the other side of the glass. But uh, thank you again to David Owen with the Orca Building Group, and then Aaron Kruger from Just Synergy 
Realty Network. And if you missed any of this show, you can check it out online at moneymanmike.net or on Facebook at Money Man Mike Radio. Until next week, have a great day. 